just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Packer Up, boys. And you know what time it is for those listening. Ah, oh, mamma mia. Oh, mother's milk. That's right. Brought to you, powered by bloke beer. You're on your way home from work. You've been slaving away all week. Reward yourself. Grab a six-pack of bloke beer from your local, whether it's a midi or a lager. Sit back and enjoy the footy over the weekend, boys. Let's go. Uh, also... Get down your local IGA plus liquor in New South Wales. You can get a case of bloke lager for 50 bucks. Now, also get to your local independent. If you want to try our midi, ask quietly, hey, could you order some bloke midi in? Uh, and then get them to get in touch with us because then we can shout out the store and say that they've got it, uh, which a lot of stores absolutely love getting a shout out to the biggest sports podcast in the country. Uh, also, bloke steedens are available on bloke.shop. Get in there and get them done. Purchase them before they sell out, guys, because once they're gone, it takes at least at least a few months before we get more, if we decide to get more at all. So get in, bloke.shop, Steedens there, plus a bunch of other merch. Um, also, we're at the tail end of the Ringers Western Bloke Merch Collab. Head over there if you want to grab some bloke merch, including bloke trucker hats, which we've never done before, now available on Ringers Western. Now, boys, let's start her off by talking about the footy. If you're driving on the way home, I know you watched it last night. Probably with a couple of blokes. Got a couple of blokes down your throat watching Roosters versus Eels. Roosters defeat the Eels uh, 28-20. Uh, really interesting because, like, you look at the score and you go, oh, what a, what a close game. But in reality, the Roosters put them away. Also, this is proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Absolute legends over at Sportsbet that are now partners with Bloke. So if you're going to gamble, you do it responsibly, guys. Just... Only gamble what you can afford with your mates, a bit of fun, just to make the game a bit fun, a bit more enjoyable or a bit of banter. Don't gamble money that you don't have or can't afford, but proudly brought to you with Sportsbet. Um, and we'll get into all the odds and that for the rest of the round this week. But I, don't, I have got a guest with me, but it's not the usual guest sitting here. It's the great Matthew. How are you going, brother? Denon, what's going on? I've, I've, I'm sure the people on YouTube will notice the new frame behind you, which looks absolutely spectacular. I've got to admit, I put those up yesterday. There's only one you can see. We'll, we'll reveal the other one next week. It took me an embarrassingly long amount of time to put those up. I know a lot of tradies are knocking off listening to this, and it, it would, a picture frame would probably take him five seconds to put up. Yeah. I started putting those up yesterday when we finished the dmp when it when it dropped around three and i, and I left here at about six o'clock what well so what happened was i had all these nails and then i was like i started nailing one in and like it was so loud that i didn't think i thought i was pissing off everyone else like all the all the officers around us yeah and then and then i finally got one in and then i was like all right i'll do the other one and then i'm so like shows i've never picked up a tool in my life i just measured it off like vibe oh my god and then i i was i was out by like the tiniest bit and then i was like you know what fuck this and i measured it properly but then i didn't want to nail the nails in again so i walked office works got some picture hooks and then finally got it in but yeah highly embarrassing wow made <laughs> such a short task what's ha happened to the men of today i know what has happened it took it took quicker to re record the dmp export it upload it put it no out way. it took me to put up two frames oh, i can't really talk if i'm honest being honest matty i had no ideas about tools it's actually it's funny like as a man things like that you almost like get a bit embarrassed by like mm. oh i didn't know how to do this or that but it's like you're not less of a man because you didn't get taught a set of skills like for example my father 
worked in uh, like Catholic education, helping uh, ki- kids with disabilities and that. So he wasn't a tradie that could like pass on down to me, like this is what you do, rah, rah. Um, you know, he, he, he focused on me getting an education rather than that. But when I left uh, school, uh, sorry, no, when I left rugby league and became, did my electrical apprenticeship, uh, I was so nervous heading on to site because I, I didn't know any, like, like I knew what a screwdriver was and that, but I didn't know anything about tools, like anything. And I've pretty much forgotten all of it now. Like to a degree, like for example, I wouldn't be rattled to pick up a drill or anything like that. Whereas like I knew so little, just like you, if someone said, oh, here's a drill, can you just drill a hole in the wall or whatever? I would be rat- like nervous because I'd be like, what if I, you know, I don't know, stuff something up or it goes too hard or whatever. Um, like even like uh, drop saws and all that kind of stuff. I had no idea how to use. And like, it's weird how as men, even now today when technology is taken over and rah, 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 we still go, yeah, but you want to be a little bit handy around the house. Yeah, you want to you have some type of skill that if something goes wrong, you don't want to have to call someone. Like, I, I, for example, I called, I called the NRMA a year or two ago when I needed to change the tire. So, like... Yeah, far yeah, like out. That, I should, like, that's a bad one. My, I, I did get taught how to t- change a tire by my dad, but I forgot. Yeah, that's um, easy to forget, though, because it's not like something that happens all the time. No, nah, ne- like, literally never. But you're and, right. But what's, what's scary about... They're not scary. What's embarrassing is once you see them do it and how simple it is... Yeah. You're like literally just, you just jack the car up, take some bolts off and pretty much it. That's it. I know. If I, I, with anything I don't know, which obviously um, you got, you gave me this advice. Anything you don't know, just YouTube. I don't know why I didn't just, just YouTube at that time. You know what's weird? It's like how non-intuitive people are with that. Like Mm. the amount of people that have a problem and don't just go and find it themselves. And we're not like growing up. I thought that was a natural trait for everyone. Like every person, if you have a problem, figure it out whereas the amount of people i meet on the internet in like if something they don't know something they'll immediately begin relying on people like oh how do you do this or like and this is no shade at all like i I love that people start podcasts or or whatever uh you know good on them and and for someone that's listening that's messaged me i'm not having a go at you but like when i get messages saying oh what microphone and what uh, camera do you use it blows my mind because i'm like how did you not think to google that because that's all i did yeah. And I understand if you said, oh, well, what's the best one or whatever, but there's going to be guides all over the internet that can give you like 30-minute breakdowns of every camera you could ever think of compared to me sitting there going, oh, well, we use this one, but it's only good for this. And it's not – I don't know. I reckon it's just – is it a personality trait? Is it taught? You know, like – Well, what I think is – and I'm putting shade on myself here, but like for your example, like you – you were an athlete early, had to do everything yourself, blah, blah, blah. Like, obviously I worked hard to get my job in Channel 10, the New South Wales Rugby League, et cetera, but I was always in and amongst a large organization, a large group of people. Mm. And if something went wrong, I could always lean on someone. Yeah. And I never never thought to really, and when I came here for the first time and pretty much like it, it was like doing this kind of stuff, it was you and then me. And then obviously there's other people in the business, but they're not doing this. I then had to really teach myself for the first time to figure out how to do shit. Like just off, off the, like don't ask, just figure it out on YouTube, figure it out on Google. And I think until you're thrown into that situation, which a lot of young athletes are, but you know, normal people who, you know, it's not laziness. It's just, it's just what you're, you're able to, to lean on people. What you used to. And also yeah. it's like certain strengths. Like for example, you are probably much better in a big working environment 
you know, talking to people and, and getting certain things done in a corporate mm. environment. Whereas I'm very much like, Oi, everyone do your fucking job yeah. and don't bother each other. And, and that's how we get to our goal. Well, I, well, well, now I figured out being in this environment that that's the way you get shit done. I've done, and like, hopefully my old employees aren't listening. I've done more work here in the last two years than I did six years at New South Wales, 100%. Yeah, it's weird, eh? Yeah. Because that's the one thing with like starting bloke, a lot of people see... A lot of people see the fun side and, oh, yeah, Kempi's just you know, up there talking shit about, um, you know, sport and how good is that. And, I, like, I, that's all I want. Like, there's other people that love to put out, like, oh, this is all the business that I do and, like, this is how many employees we have and you got to work hard. But my philosophy is the listener is not here for me. It's not here for you. Yep. They're here to make their day better. Yep. That's it. Like, so don't care about how I feel or what I'm doing or all these, you know, or how great is it that blokes this size or like, who gives a shit? Yeah. I'm tuning in to Denon or Maddie or Guru or Timmy or, or Tom or Eddie to just make my day better because I've been working all day and I just want to enjoy my day, whether it be getting cool information about rugby league, whether it be having a laugh, you know, sometimes even when it's getting bad information about your team, it's still like you're you're escaping into your hobby. Yeah. And I think a lot of content creators, you know, and I'm not like, look, I'm not some Mr. Beast on the internet or, <laughs> you know, like I'm not some hero content creator that's massive. I'm just small in Australia. But like a lot of content creators get caught up in putting, like thinking that they matter. Mm. And that sounds really harsh. I know that sounds harsh. And look, I'm sure there's people listening going, fuck, Kempi, I care about you. And like, I, I understand. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, but at the end of the day, when you really think about it, you're here to consume and enjoy content. So mm. that like my, me, I'm secondary to that. Whereas a lot of content creators, I think th like think too much about themselves and about like what they want, which is you, you got to balance it. You can't be doing content that you hate, rah, rah. But at the same time, like you're there, your main goal every day, every second is to make someone else's day better. And then everything after that is less of a priority. It's still a priority, it still exists. You gotta, you know, have a good relationship with everyone and it's good that the, the community cares about you, but always remember why you got there. I, I still, it's funny you say that, I carry that attitude and not because I'm forcing myself to carry the attitude, but I carry the attitude that much like a cricketer when they, when two batsmen go out and just say Ricky Ponting scores a hundred and then the batsman at the other end says, I had the best seat in the house. I feel like I'm sitting here listening and p taking part little bits, but like consuming just like everyone else does. And that's, and that's the attitude that I take. And I think that's the right way to go about it. Yeah. I, I, look, I, like little insights are cool on that for sure. But um, yeah, with bloke, like, mm. you know, there is a business behind here and we do have quite a few employees that, yeah. you know, we're essentially a nationwide beer or at the very least in most states in the country. And, you know, we've got numerous staff in each state that, that go out and rep represent us really, really well and do a really good job. And I have to oversee all that. Um, but at the same time, like, you don't want to hear about all the stress and you don't want to <laughs> hear about all the tough stuff that I've got to deal with or you don't want to get me on the, oh, you know, this happened and it's a bad day and we've had a bad day. It's like, you know, I like I always, who, no one really gives a shit. No one cares. Like, I mean, I know, again, please don't mistake me saying that the community here doesn't care about me because they do for sure. Like if I was like, oh, I'm struggling or whatever, there'll be a lot of people that would care. But from my perspective, it's like I'm here to, let's make this, I'm here to help everyone's day, including my own. Like let's, let's make everyone's day better rather than offloading 
that's where I think, you know, as you get older, you realize like that's what a man's job is, is to not offload his problems. And that may sound very traditional and old school. And, you know, I understand it, it, you know, you need to talk about your problems. I get all that. I'm not saying it's, you can't talk about your emotions and show emotions and rah, rah. But I do think it is a man's responsibility to, uh, to serve his community, to really like serve his community. That's, I, I think that at the end of the day, that encapsulates what it is to be a man. It doesn't mean you can't be emotional. It doesn't mean that you can't talk about your feelings, but your role is to serve your family and your community. That's what I think, that's, that's it, command's job. I, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I'll, I'll even like take it back a step. Like I think my group of friends, for example, and I'm sure my group of friends reflect basically all group of friends, but like we're pretty progressive. Everyone's pretty open with their emotions and stuff. But when we go to the, like, for example, just when we hang out with each other and go to the pub, like we're not there to unload on each other, like unload our shit on each other. We're there to have a good time and talk. And that's, and I think that's a reflection of, of this as well. Yeah, for sure. It's, I think it's like, it's also knowing the, the appropriate times to talk about. Yeah, time and place. And also the appropriate people to talk to. Mm. You know, like sometimes I feel like, you know, speaking to the internet yeah. may not, it's, you know, it may be cathartic for you, but the right thing would be to speak to people professionally yeah. that can really help you, you know. It's, it's uh, interesting, because, uh, but you also want the message to get out there that it is okay to speak and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I think a man's job is to serve his family and serve his community. And yeah. if you do that, you've contributed as a man should to society. Yeah, um, agreed. And that's what blokes all about is is serving the rugby league community. And don't get me wrong, like I, I'm ambitious and I want things to, you know, I want to be successful. I want to be rewarded, I guess, for, you know, a lot of hard work and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, if there can be thousands upon thousands of people that feel like they can, you know, for example, go out and buy a case of beer and go, you know what, here's 60 bucks to whoever they're purchasing it from. Um, that's an even exchange for me because I'll, I'm happy because not only do I get a beer that I enjoy, but I get hours of content. And that, that's a like, I always want to make it feel like it's an even exchange between me and the community. Um, so yeah, anyway, I don't even know why we went down that yeah, how did we get? How did we get there? I, I got know. no idea, bro. <laughs> I got no idea. But uh, last night, Roosters versus Eels. Roosters get the job done. Uh, did you get, get on any uh, punting last night? Any first try scorers or anything? I saw a your first try scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put that on and I thought, oh, fuck, I thought I might've been on when he, remember that right at the start, that little jink, pass to Teddy and then they scored the next play. Yep. So I got on that, obviously lost. Um, I'd gutho any time, but I had it paired with the Eels to win. So, um, had a couple, but, but no good. You know what would be a really good market? Uh, would be a good market. It's like try savers. Now they're very vague. Oh. They're very vague, but it'd be it'd be like you know to bring a bit of in excitement into the defence. Yeah, like a, like just a maybe just a one on one because because Fox Sports have a um a stat of try saves and Gutho's, oh really yeah Gutho's always the top always the top yeah and like you could bet on oh you know Gutho's going to have two try savers mm. um maybe I'll speak to the legends over at Sportsbet yeah but let's let's talk about the game yeah biggest uh, I guess talking points or I think the biggest talking points is Simonson's gotten two weeks yeah now. When you look at it at the face value, the optics of it, you go, oh my God, how's he getting two weeks? Corfusi is getting four weeks. Um, now, it's a first-time offence for Bailey Simonson. Yep. Uh, he, so he actually was graded higher at grade three, whereas Corfusi was grade two, but Corfusi had loading. Um, so I can understand that 
like in regards to by the letter of the law and the consistency of making sure that we but it, it still doesn't sit right you know the it th- just doesn't sit right it doesn't sit right because if you look at it ba- like on face value um Kofusi got four three to four because he, he fought and lost Simonson got two it was actually it was graded differently but the actual like charge was different as well because Kofusi Kifu- uh, got dangerous contact and Simonson got careless high tackle which is it's extremely similar in in the um in the charges and weeks and stuff mm. in fact almost almost the same but it's, it just makes it a little bit more confusing look i'm i don't know if i take it just on face value it was his first offense it was pretty bad i thought it was i thought he was going to get three or four i'm not too upset that he got two weeks two weeks would have been the absolute minimum but then you just you just you just think there's going to be a similar one to tonight or tomorrow, and it's just going to be charged differently. You just know it's going to happen because, well, like for example, let's say you know, and Hargraves is a bad example because he's got prior offences. But it's always that argument of like, if that was a known grub forward, like you know, and I say grub in deering term because I love the tough stuff. But let's yeah. say a known tough forward did that to a back. You reckon he's getting two weeks? No, nah, there's there's absolutely no chance. It's it's. Anyway, I'm happy. I'm happy with the two weeks. Yeah, um, at face value, I'm that, happy with the two you know, weeks. happy with the two weeks. I understand first time offence and and all the rules that go into it, but the optics of it just you just know, as you said, you know that something's going to happen. You know, you know, what, you know the problem is, and I I always use this when Mitchell Pierce got the eight week suspension for the off field thing. Oh. That was the worst decision ever, right? Arguably worst decision in the history of the game. Exactly right, but the problem was. Because it was so bad, everyone used that as the yardstick for a suspension for the next yeah. five years, yeah. and then they just kept comparing it. I think this because this Kafusi thing was so bad, yeah. we're just going to be comparing it to Kafusi all year. So it, it, there's going to be blowups the rest of the year for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, another biggest talking point: Roosters when they clicked, oh, when they clicked, they looked good. Um, you know, even the cheese to Sam Walker to Kiri try. Oh, it's beautiful. You go. That's what Trent Robinson is trying to do. Like. Yeah. There's the recruitment all coming together in exactly what... When he went out and signed the cheese, that's what he would have been envisioning, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. That's it, exactly what he was envisioning. It, it was so. It was such a weird game for the Roosters. I was going for para, but, um, like, they were so silky. They, if you look at their highlights, you think, wow, the Roosters were silky. But mm. they, they had a lot of ball up there, and they didn't convert a lot of their chances. So it was kind of a weird old game. When they were on, they were, like, truly, truly on. But I would have thought with that much ball and that those much that much opportunity, they would have won by a lot more. Well, they had so they had Tedesco off. Yep. Angus Crichton's out. Satili Tanupas Satili Tupanua's out. Yep. Who who else is out? There's one more, isn't there? Uh, Manu was out. And Manu was out. So I could understand. I mean, look, when you look at that squad, it's still that's you could take all those players out and they could still play in a grand final. That's how strong it is on paper. So I can understand though if they're a little bit clunky, yeah, and it takes a little time to um to work things out. Uh, but yeah, when they clicked, oh. I would look silky and like, yeah, Suwaliti definitely needs to work on his passing. There's no denying that. But boy, he is a special, special player. He's, oh wow, oh, he's so good. What about that? Just the, just the the subtle flick pass for Jackson Barlow's try, and just the confidence. Yeah. Like, oh. like you forget he's actually you don't forget he's 19 he, they say it every every second every sentence but seconds. If, it's crazy that he's 19. Brandon Smith has scored a try <laughs> by the way Suwali'i is 19 years old <laughs> um yeah just the confidence and what about Jackson Paolo oh I'm um, so stoked for him 
Yeah, and and we said this quite a bit before it happened. We said don't rule Jackson out yet. You know, this is a very naturally gifted kid. He's quite big. He's strong. He's powerful. He's quick. And, you know, it's only been a few games, but if he keeps this up, you know, I I think he'll be one of the real, not redemption stories, because it wasn't like he fell out of favour, but just a a cautionary tale to fans to don't count someone out too quickly that's young, you know, that just had a bad year, you know, had a few bad errors, um, because he's bounced back in a big way. Like, he's, I'm surprised at how lethal he can be finishing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how he gets that half a chance where there is a certain amount of wingers that w- wouldn't be out of score and then there are just a select few that just nail it. And he nails it pretty much every time. Yeah, it's 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 really and and I think obviously, you know, you don't want to keep talking about it, but he had a pretty poor game last year. And you know, we all have bad days. But he's always had those silky skills that we kind of saw but he's really showing it at the Roosters. And now because he's really like, he would have thought about that Panthers game more than anyone. And he's kind of ironing out those errors from his game. And now he's, he's starting to look like very good. And he gets through a fair amount of work as well. So yeah. Well, he's just, yeah. And, and like, you know, at another club, you may slip through the cracks in regards to you get, you let your standards drop a little bit and you're relying on talent. But the good thing about Roosters is, is they don't allow anyone to slip below a certain standard. Yeah. Um, now, I want to talk Sam Walker. His defense last night was some of the best defense I've ever seen for a small fella. And, you know, I'd, I haven't seen pre-NRL error in regards like that deeply. I wasn't watching rugby league as deeply. So I understand that there may be of games where like Alfie Langer and, you know, the smaller fellas, Kevin Walters. I understand that there may be games. But in recent memory, it was arguably one of the best defensive performances I've seen by a little fella. It was his defense has gone from like really average, like, you know, understandably so, because he's so small. He's mm. so small to like, I mean, the last couple of weeks, he's been one of the better defensive halves. And it's, it's wild. He's, he, so I'm just getting the stats up. 27 tackles, not a single miss last night. And then the week before, same situation, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So get his stats up from the week before. Yeah, I will. He, and, honestly, he has no right to defend like that. Sorry, not the week before, round three. So round three against the Rabbitohs, huge clash. And he had, he had, so Sam Walker, 47 run meters, 14 tackles, only one miss. So out of what, nearly over 40 tackles, so 41 tackles or whatever, he's had one miss. And then we go to round two, I wonder what he's... And and not just like against two teams who came at least in the in the prelims last year against South and, and Para. The week before that, 25 tackles, zero misses. Wow. So he's missed one tackle in three games as a tiny half. Like one of the smaller halves to ever play the game, really. Like in, when you come talk to body frame, I know Preston Campbell was probably a little bit smaller, but... Especially relatively now. Like oh, everyone's 100 kilos now. 100%. Um, and I'm just... Can you just get the first round game? Yeah, yeah sure. I'll, I'll get it up now. It's against the Dolphins. Now this probably will be a bit skewed because... Um, they were fucking terrible in round one. Um, All right, Sam Walker. But, yeah, Sam Walker. And then you've got his attack. Yeah, like, he, he, missed, he missed five tackles in round one. Yeah, so he's clearly made it a – he's had three games. The good thing now for Sam is, like, the standard's been set. Yeah. And it's not like you got lucky and in a few games you made eight tackles and no one came down your right way. He, I think he made a one-on-one tackle on Widamu Greg. Like – whether it was or, or one of the other massive forwards, yeah. um, 
you know. So you've got that. And then some of the attack he did last night, far out. Mm. Even the little one at the end, it didn't come off. Well, he did because he got the ball back. But where he did that, like, swivel and turned around and stepped Reece, uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard. Oh, yeah. When, Re like, he had him behind him. Then he does that little chip, regathers, like, far out. He is... It's so interesting, like his career, he came on the scene and absolutely exploded, yep. exploded. And then the Roosters, as they do so well, they go, okay, here's all that talent. Let's round your game out now. Let's get everything else sorted. And so uh, he's almost like the forgotten man. He's almost like that forgotten, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think people talk about him as much you know in regards to as next-gen superstar. You know what's funny? He came through, you remember, he came through the same time Suli did. And mm. all the chat was about Suali'i and then Walker debuted. And then all the chat was about Walker and then Suali'i quietly debuted. Yeah. They kind of bounce off each other. Yeah. Now all the chat's about Suali'i and Sam Walker, who I didn't realise had missed one tackle in, in three weeks, is absolutely destroying it. Like, obviously, we know what he can do with the ball in his hand, but that defensive stat is crazy. Yeah, wow. That's, that's so true. And I, I wonder whether that's the Roosters mm. making sure that that's the way, like, to kind of take, I guess, attention off important players, but Wouldn't yeah, Sam me. Walker was outstanding. Teddy out for 11 days. Hopefully he's all good, uh, the big fella. What about, speaking of defense, what about Moses' tackle on Tupo? Oh, followed man. by Brown's tackle on the other side of the field. Mitchell Moses' defense is some of the most underrated defense oh, there is. Especially considering when he started his career, he was like pretty bad in defense. Yeah, well, that, that was his weakness. Yeah. And, you know, everyone, that, that was what people spoke about. Oh, yeah, great ball player, rah, rah. You know, Similar-ish to Sam Walker. He's a bit bigger than Sam Walker, though, yeah. um, in frame. And he also he took a little bit longer. Like, he probably took four or five years to get his defence right. Mm. Um, but that tackle, you know, outstanding from Mitchell Moses. And he's done quite a few, actually, try-saving tackles. Uh, so, with the Roosters, yeah, great win. A little bit of disappointment towards the end where they let all those tries in. Like, that, you just... I think that Roosters at the end of the year probably don't let that happen. Um, but a win's a win. They showed how dominant they could be. They'll take a lot of confidence out of it, I think, as well, by saying, you know, things are starting to click into gear. Uh, onto the Eels. Oh, man. Well, first of all, Gutho was absolutely outstanding. Yep. Like, that tri-saver on Victor Radley. Are you kidding me? A week after the tri-saver on James Fisher-Harris. That Fisher-Harris one, I don't think that got spoke about enough. That was, that was ridiculous. It was... A, Fisher Harris was all about to score one of the best front row tries we've seen, and he just folded him. It yeah. was crazy. And, what, and what's in like they talk about like X Factor or whatever, and it's like uh, what about X Factor in defence? Because I would argue Guthers has the most try savers, maybe him and Teddy, but it's up there. He's at least top three defensive fullbacks in the game, bar none. I, I think, and I I can get the stat up, but. He's consistently number one when it comes to try saves. It's unbelievable. So, you know, I've spoken about this a little bit, but and I know a lot of para fans are like saying, oh, they've blown it out of proportion or whatever. But I still find it bizarre that like maybe, you know, the media may, we may have gone too far with it or whatever, but I still find it bizarre that they've even left the door open for a better fullback. Because that was their, their words pretty much yeah. like, if we can find a better fullback, we'll consider it. Even, even Brad Arthur was like, yeah, Gutho's joking that, you know, we're not going to be able to sign Teddy and Turbo. Like, they're, they're talking about it. That's what I mean. And, and that's what I don't get with, like, wouldn't you just come out and be like, we are absolutely not in the market in any circumstance for a fullback. Yeah. We're in the market for a gun outside back that is going to play centre, because that's what they need, I think. They need a strike centre. That's the thing. No one would blink twice if 
if they came out and said, yeah, we're looking for an out, we're looking for a back. Yeah, we're looking for an outside back that will start at centre, and then if Gutho is injured, he can shift back there. Oh, I just it doesn't make any sense. And what's ironic though is like Whiten suits that to a T. Like, oh my oh, god, imagine that. Um, so, like, it is a bit weird. And I think that like that game from Gutho last night, kind of like, I know Gutho's come out and said, oh, you know, it's a bit mountain out of a molehill kind of stuff. You know, he kind of has to say that. He's being a clubman. He cares about the club. He doesn't want to <clears throat> create discord in the club and say, well, you know, it is a bit weird that they're even considering another fullback. <clears throat> yeah, he doesn't want to drag it through the media. Yeah, like, what is he supposed to say? Like, oh, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed that they're considering another... If they can find a better fullback, they'll replace me. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that game last night, I felt like it was a message of, like, hang on a sec. You want to replace this? Mm. This this player? Uh, Dylan Brown was outstanding. So good. Far out. That footwork, those, that stare, oh my God. I can't wait till um, Sean Lane comes back. Yeah. That's, there's going to be some X factor on that side, of the f- that side of the field, that's for sure. It's just disappointing for the Eels because like, there really is a season where, or a, a world where they could be like four from five right now, or four from, or three from four, or four, yeah, four from yeah. five, sorry. Yeah. Because they've been in every single game Well, the against first, the top tier clubs. First three rounds, they were, they were winning in the 60th minute and, yeah. and lost. So every team they've played is a top tier team. They've been in every team. So like, it shows you in the NRL how it's honestly a fine line between great and not good enough. Yeah. Because they're eight to, eight to 10 points each game some even less, like four to ten points away from it being an incredible start to the season. Like an incre- like if they start the season four out of five, we're going, Ills are going to be in a grand final again. Mm. Yeah, um, 100%. And like, it's one of those things, like I was thinking about yesterday, like, well, before the game anyway, I was like, the Ills aren't going as bad as everyone's, everyone's saying, blah, blah. You know, they were pretty poor last night. But even if they haven't been going as bad, and even if they have been in games, the problem now is they're gonna, they're chasing wins now, which is exactly which is tough. It's tough, like, and you want to be top four. Yeah, like if you're a premiership threat, I think it's what it's been one year with someone outside the top four has won the comp. Yeah, but that was in 1996 or something, or 1995, and like the final system's changed since then a few times. Yeah. So, so essentially, if you want to win the comp, you got to be top four. Y- you have to be, yes. Yeah. St- essentially, statistically, yeah. Statistically, yes. So, like, when you lose these all these games at the start of the year, you go far out of, like, are they already riding their obituary in regards to, like, you know, statistically anyway? It doesn't matter how good of a run they go on, history would suggest that unless they can squeeze into the top four, which is going to be very difficult now, they definitely can still do it, for sure. But when you drop, what? So they've dropped four, they've won from four? One, from, one five. from five now. So four wins, eight points. You know, you... Fuck. That's... Four wins over a season where you're going to drop other games as well. Yeah, you can't be doing that. This it's early. tough. Yeah. It's tough. And I, I will say, absolute bullshit that they got the Penrith Panthers and the Roosters off a bye. And who have got the next and, week off and, a bye? And Manly a couple of weeks ago. So that's three in a row. Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. So tough start to the draw. Hopefully they can buck the trend. Hopefully they make the eight. I still think that they'll make the eight. I still think they make I'm, the eight. I'm, I'm sure they'll make the eight. But I'll be yeah, shocked. Shocked. The four is getting tough. Yeah. Um, now, on to under some uh, punting and some tips, boys. Oof. Brought to you by Sportsbet, as always. Gamble responsibly. Canberra Raiders, the Savo, 6 o'clock against the Penny Panthers. Penny Panthers paying $1.25. Uh, Canberra Raiders paying 4 bucks. Now, it's at Canberra Raiders' home ground. Far out, 4 bucks. The Penny Panthers, they're not the... 
They just got beaten by the Eels. Uh, they got beaten by the Broncos. They're yeah. essentially one from four, or two from four if you consider the buy. Four bucks is pretty good value. It's 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 big odds. I just can't. I know Whiten's out. Yeah, that that's the issue. It's, it's really hard to consider without Jackie Whiten. I know. Like, just chuck a sneaky tenner on it. You mm. know what I mean? Sneaky ten bucks on that. Well, yeah, yeah. And if you want to go even further, they're paying five dollars ten to win by one point to twelve points. They're not one gonna, to, so one to twelve is five dollars ten. ten. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for a bit of value, cheeky little 10 bucks on that, then yeah. use the 40 bucks that you win or whatever on other multis. Um, but I do I do think Penrith win, especially with the Jackie Whiten. Yeah, I, be, I personally don't think it will have him, but... Yeah. What a challenge now for, <clears throat> like, you never want to be suspended the way Jackie White is suspended, but it's almost like the perfect scenario for him where anything, like, it's a perfect scenario, anything less than him going out and killing it, it's the perfect scenario because what it's going to say is, is like, all right, guys, this is what the team is like without me. Yeah. If you struggle, you, we're based, even though the, the Raiders would already know this, but it, it could be on full display if they get tailed up. Yeah. Um, the only thing that could be better for Jackie White right now is if he comes out and he beat the Panthers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so, yeah, really interesting times. Now, South Sydney Rabbitohs versus Melbourne Storm. Melbourne Storm, 245, Rabbitohs, $1.55. South Sydney Rabbitohs, home ground. I don't mind 245 for the Storm. I do think yeah. the Rabbitohs will win, but 245 for the Storm is pretty good. Look, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would be pretty confident to say that South Storm, Storms and hasn't been 245 for a long, long time. Oh. Like that's South, South, South for, I know it's in Sydney, but South's never won in Melbourne. South really struggled to beat Melbourne. It's yep. um, bit of a bit of a bogey team. Um, so 245 is, is, is fantastic if you, if you want to go Melbourne. And like Munster, he's got another week under his belt. Pezzett's only getting better. Yeah. Katoa's getting better. Anyway, I still think the Rabbitohs will win, but different, not bad value. Seagulls versus Newey Knights. Newey Knights paying four bucks. Uh, Manly home ground, look up. Oh, Mudgy. Oh, sorry, Mudgy. Yeah, yeah, apologies, apologies. That could play into it for sure. Um, Oh, look, I think Manly be looking to bounce back. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know how Knights are going to go in regards to against the top-tier sides, whether they'll have the firepower to go with them. I will say, though, if they defend like they defend last week and against the Tigers, oh, Tigers are a little bit different. Defend like they did last week. And don't get me wrong, what they did against the Tigers was super brave, but it's just hard to tell because it was Tigers struggling at the moment. They defend like they did last week. They'll keep themselves in more games than they won't, you know? Mm. They'll frustrate teams. So hopefully, if I'm the New England Knights fans, I'm just looking at it like, let's just get a gritty performance in. Let's keep the score below 20 points or 24 points max um, and score a couple of tries. I know that sounds really like low expectations, but I just don't know whether they have the roster to go with teams like Manly. But look, happy to be wrong. I tell you what, if they beat Manly, I'll be stoked because I'll be in here on Monday going, fuck, how good are the Knights? Yeah. What an upset. Even if they go close. Like, yeah. Like, look. Manly, Manly and South had a gritty dogfight game last week. If Knights can make it anything like that, then good on them because Manly are a team that can just blow you away. A hundred percent. And that's the thing, like when, you, when you're in a situation where you're essentially rebuilding the New England Knights, I just think that like, okay, you may not win more games than you lose in, this, in a season, but if you can be the team that just has a decent defensive record in regards to, relatively speaking, everyone else around you, you can build on the attack, you know. The attack will come. It's when you're getting blown out each game. I'm not saying that, that that's been the case this year for the New Knights, but... Um, Remember the Sharkies used to have that rep 
back maybe 10 years ago where they didn't win too many games. I think they lost a lot of games by about two or four points, but they were just known as the team that dragged you down and were just gritty as hell. And then a few years later, they won a comp. Yeah, exactly. And it's just a good base to build on. And that, that's what, if the New England Knights can do that, then you know they'll be able to recruit someone eventually that can get the points for him, or Kalen will come back, or Bradman Best will come to his into his you know form. You got Lockie Miller there that looks like a bit of a game breaker. So it's just defence really, and um, it's good to hear interviews from the players saying that they uh, the coach is very defensive minded. So that's good. Now on to St George Dragons, uh, Illawarra Dragons versus the Dolphins. Illawarra St George Illawarra Dragons paying dollar eighty, Dolphins two dollars. Oh, man, I think the Dragons win this because it's just like how much is too much for the Dolphins? You know, mm. like I know other clubs have had injury crisis or a lot of injuries out, but this is a new footy club. Like, surely they can't do it again. Yeah, their depth was always going to be tested at some point. This is really hard because my brain's telling me go Dragons. It all makes sense. Like, Dragons want to bounce back from a shocking performance last week. Um, Dolphins, still is still out. They lost O'Sullivan. I know they're getting... Um, Jeremy Marshall King back, but my head's saying go Dragons, but there's a little part of me that's like, they've surprised you every week. Literally every week they've surprised you. Why can't they do it again? This this is, between this and the Doggies-Cowboys game, this is such a hard game to pick. This is a game where if the Dolphins come out and beat the Dragons, regardless how they go the rest of the season, I go, you know what? They've proven to everyone that rosters on paper, it's all nonsense. Yeah. It's all nonsense. Like it, it I mean, look, it, it matters, but it's nowhere near as impactful as people think it is. Yeah, it, it matters becoming a team that, you know, makes the first week of the semis to being a premiership, but not to being an absolute basket case and being competitive. Every yeah. team can be competitive if they if they really, you know Exactly. And yeah. so you look at you go, Okay, the teams that are at the bottom of the table, it's not roster concern. No. It's the play, it's the people and systems around them. Um, and I think the Dolphins, if they go out and do it this weekend, it's like far out. Without your half, that was already not a starting half at other clubs. Milford, basically not a starting half. I know he was playing a bit with the Knights, but they were in a bit of a half crisis. Um, so really interesting. And Dragons, they've got to bounce back. Oh, yep. man, if they get beaten by... Do you reckon Anthony Griffin stays if they get beaten by the Dolphins? Look, I don't... I hold a lot of fears for Anthony Griffin regardless. Yeah, but, I'm concerned. But if they get beat by the Dolphins, then... Like yeah. a week ago, basically they're saying he has to reapply for his job and then he gets beaten by, gets towed up, the first 40-point game in the comp, if I recall, then gets beaten by the Dolphins. I feel sorry for him, man. I, I, I just... I don't know what's going on at the Dragons, unfortunately. It was weird timing, that thing, because I know the Broncos end up telling the Dragons, but they fought for 70 minutes and they won their first game. And then they said it needs to reapply. Then the next week they get absolutely smoked by Nico and the Sharkies. Oh, it's so strange. Like, I thought they were were brave against the Broncos. Like, the Broncos on paper squad is fucking outstanding. And I know we're saying, like, um, you know, on paper doesn't matter. But, like... That's a credit to the Dolphins, uh, sorry, the Dragons, because they forced the Broncos to play as poorly as they did and, and not complete. And, you know, they, they brought the Broncos to their kind of footy rather than the Broncos bringing it to, the, to them. So, um, yeah, it's uh, hopefully Dragons turn around. Now, Broncos, Tigers. Broncos paying a dollar fifteen. Tigers five fifty. Look, I'm. I still think the Broncos will win, but I think those odds are way longer than they should be. 
like I think Tigers are massive value. Has yeah. anyone been watching the Broncos the last few weeks? Like, yeah, we've been getting the win. But anyone that's watched, have we been actually playing that good of footy? Yeah, no. no, no. For 80 minutes? Yeah, not, not a chance. Like, not, not, not for those odds anyway. Not for that. Like that's $1.15 to $5.50 is as if we are playing like top tier, high completion, low miss touch. You know what I mean? Like we are scra- – like so you've got – you know, we talk about defense. So you've got the, the Dragons-Broncos game. What was that? 20 – it was like 32 to 20, 20 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So we let 20 points in. Then you've got the Dolphins game where – they were in it until the last set. Like, if that bounces a different way, the Dolphins win the game. Yep. Um, and then, oh, who was before that? Um, Bronx, Bronx, Bronx. So, round one was Panthers. Oh, yeah, and then Cowboys. And then Cowboys. Cowboys game, they were in it until half time, and then we blew them away. Like, I don't think we've been as dominant as... Like, we haven't just been smacking teams like the Penrith Panthers do. You know what I mean? I think, I think what's mastered is the fact you beat the defending premiers in week one and then you beat the, a premiership heavyweight, the Cowboys, who aren't going as good as, like, now in hindsight, in week two and then we beat, a couple of cheap wins off the back of that. We beat, like, and this is, to, I am so proud of what the boys are doing in regards to the top of the table, but we beat a Panthers side that, yes, is extremely high quality, but... It's still trying to find its groove without a couple of key players. We beat a Cowboys side that clearly is not in form. We beat a, Do- uh, a Dragon side that had a number first 70 minutes. And then we beat, um, you know, a Dolphin side that was decimated with our, literally our best side on paper outside of maybe Kobe Hetherington off the bench. Um, so it's incredible. It's great stuff the Broncos have done that. But I don't think we've, we're playing such dominant footy that we should be fifteen favourite. We should and, definitely be favourites, though. And also, the line is 16 and a half. Really? Like, I've, I, in, my, in my bet, I've got Tigers with a 16-point start. Okay. Sure. That's yeah. not bad. Not $1.90. Bad. Um, so, yeah, I think Broncos will win, but I actually think it's probably going to be a, a close game. Yep. I really do. I think that it'll be a bit of a dogfight. Uh, Sharkies, Warriors, Sharkies $1.31, Warriors $3.50. I don't mind the Warriors here. Like, obviously, Nico Hines is just unfucking believable But the Warriors, like, I still think the Sharkies will win, but three fifty, not bad. What's yeah. the line? The line's 10.5, and, a half, and the, the worrying thing about the line is I reckon the Warriors can win as well, for sure. But the Sharks are one of those teams with, which, with Nico that can just go bang, 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 yeah. bang. Yeah. So that's why this game I'll, I'll probably stay away from the line. But if you think that the, um, the Warriors will win, 3.50, not bad. 3.50 is really good, I think. Yeah. They've been good. They've been good. Uh, Bulldogs, Cowboys, still 90 each, oh, even money. Tough game to call. I, I, you can't, I don't know what, what this one is. Um, Anyway, brought to you by Sportsbet. If you're going to pump, you've got to do it with Sportsbet. Thanks, Sportsbet, for joining us. Uh, and also, yeah, make sure to punt responsibly. Only what you can afford. You win some, but you lose more. Uh, now, let's get into the, the weird stories of the week. Burns, Birds Transatlantic Adventure. An osprey bird has been spotted soaking up the sun in Barbados. Barbados? Yeah. Barbados. After being like I knew, I knew, I know what Barbados is, but I was like, am I saying is it Barbados or Barbados? I anyway. think it's Barbados. Anyway, after being tagged with the collaring in Scotland last year, that means it travelled about six thousand two hundred kilometres from Scotland to Barbados. Barbados. It's the first time a UK osprey has been observed in the Americas. What makes this amazing is the fact that the majority of the journey was over the Atlantic Ocean. Experts are saying it must have jumped on a boat at some stage. 
Isn't what that a wild? journey from the bird. Like that's do you ever do you ever like get on a train or whatever and see a pigeon jump on mm. and think, are, are you ever gonna find your family again? Yeah. Like, how do you know where you're going? Yeah. You're just going. Literally yeah. just going. He is literally, he's the Frodo of birds. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He is the Frodo of birds. Imagine his journey. Imagine coming from like, from, from Scotland. I'm sure it was cold climate and coming to Barbados. We were soaking up the sun. I wonder if he went, it, it seems like he went by himself. So, you know what? He had probably had a bad breakup and he's like, <laughs> fuck, I got to get out of here, man. Start a new life. Barbados, plenty of beautiful women. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And so, well, beautiful birds, I should say. Um, wow, what a journey. Uh, you know what is getting weird? Because like weird stories. Yeah. So on the way here, I listened to an AI-generated version of Kanye West singing Hey There, Delilah. Oh, you serious? And I, I really think that every single year technology is slowly ripping the humanity out of us like ai generated kanye west singing a song that he never sung and it sounds like him it's it's ridiculous it's like and we're just scratching the surface like nothing's going to be real in a few years that's what i mean like we are ripping the humanity slowly away from and look i love all the good things ai is bringing i really do it's great but man i just kind of feel like where are we going with this? Like, we, are we, do we really want to be not human? I feel like an old boomer. Yeah, but... It's getting weird. Like, Instagram... People used to call Instagram fake because it's your the representation of all the good in your life. But now, it's actually going to be fake photos. Everything it's, is fake. You, you're going you're gonna to be questioning everything that goes on. Well, it's, nothing is real anymore. Like, you can't identify... Like, for example, if AI can... You know, it's called deep fake on the internet. Yeah. So there's even videos now where AI can generate me saying something I never said and it sounds exactly like me. Fuck. And it's just like, what the fuck are we doing here? What are we doing? It is, I kind of feel like, you know, technology is in a good space. So like, like, let's take that technology for all that shit. Let's take that manpower and woman power and put it into like medicine and lifting the rest of the world up to a, to a first world if you know what i'm saying yeah so like instead of focusing on fucking creating fake singers and pop stars and that like deep fake ai like because when you think about it it what, what they could do now is find the perfect pitch ai generated then create songs with the perfect voice for us mm. do you know what i'm saying yeah and it's and it's it's just not going to have that authenticity but the new generation aren't going to experience that authenticity so, so they don't care they don't give a fuck they just want good music yeah it's it's almost a bit like you know dance music like a person has to do that for sure but it's just sounds at the end of the day in, the, in regards yeah. to like it's just beats and then everything's just sounds but it's not a human pouring in its its uh emotion and rah rah don't get me wrong dance music is great well it's, it's funny that's that's what the well certainly my parents generation's criticism of today's music is, is that computers are making it's not real instruments it's fake yeah i, it's I guess all, we're going to be the same it's and so you're like you go oh wow the kids they're going to have pop stars that aren't people humans they are they will be computer generated because like on twitch and you can get um, streamers that either are AI generated or what they do is, is that they basically, it's a filter that makes you a cartoon or an anime character. 
Yeah. So there's genuinely streamers out there that like they have voice filters, they have a visual filter where they look like an anime character. And it's not an anime character in a real world. It's an anime character in an anime background. And they have heaps of followers. Far around. So like there is a point where we will have human beings that are fans of AI generated stuff. And then the argument against that will be, well, humans had to make that. But it's like, what about when the AI can make the AI? Yeah. And that's, it's already getting to the weird point. Like AI, AI can, I was watching this. I was going in some deep dive the other day. Like AI is coding things that coders take weeks to code like that. Like seconds. Seconds. And and as I said, we're we're scratching the surface and and yeah, there's, there's a lot of good to come out of it. But I tell you what was funny. Um, South Park just released an episode about about this, about chat GBT, um, like the boys using it to text their girlfriends. Mm. Um, and the whole episode was about AI. And then it was revealed after the episode that the whole episode was written by AI. By AI. <laughs> yeah. They're good South Park. They're oh, South Park are geniuses. Oh. Absolute geniuses. Um, yeah, it, it's scary. And what's weird is I, I don't want to be a boomer. I don't want to be an old person going... Oh, you know, technology, this, that, the next thing. So maybe, you know, there's nothing to worry about. And I'm just some old guy screaming at the clouds. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I genuinely feel every year we get further away from the humane side of ourselves. I, I, and- so, sorry. I wonder if, um, like, it's now going to excuse people for saying scat shit. Like, if someone accidentally says something rogue and then you can just be like, oh, no, nah, that wasn't deep me. Fake. That was deep fake. Deep fake. Or like, like imagine wars getting started by fake audio being leaked and then the knock-on effect. Like, I know you're not allowed to call it Chinese whispers anymore, but that like concept, like, and apologies for calling it Chinese whispers, but that concept yeah. of, it's nothing to do with them, the Chinese bit. It's the concept of, I tell you something, you tell someone else something, and then before, and by the time it gets to the last person, it's something completely different. And all of a sudden everything's escalated to a whole different point. It's like, what if that happens? Like, what if, okay, so what if an audio leaks, all the news anchors and the news media outlets pick it up, the story cycle cycles the world in 24 hours, then it takes another 24 hours to confirm that it's not real. But by that stage, the opposing government, whoever it is, has already come out and said, fuck you for saying that. And then the next, the the government is like, fuck you, we never said that. But because it's already started, the argument has already started you've forgotten that the, the initial reason for it was fake. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and also like other things have been said, like for example, what, some, what about like when someone says something to you that offends you, mm-hmm. if you're spiteful, you go, you'll try and offend them with something that you've, that's pissed you off about them for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for example, let's say your missus goes to you, oh, I caught you talking to another girl and you were never talking to another girl, but... And you're like, oh, well, I was never talking to another girl and your mood swings pissed me off. <laughs> yeah. So now she's like angry because you just said her mood swings piss you off. Now we're in a separate argument. We're in a separate <laughs> argument. And so that's what could happen with all this fake shit. Fuck, so true. Oh my God. Scary, scary stuff. Scary. It's more, it's, I, I think it's more scary than exciting, to be honest. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard because like we are privileged being living where we live oh, in yeah. the systems that, that, we're privileged in living where we live in systems that are made for us, or not for us, but are made for. They're made by people similar to us, and so we get the advantages of those systems. Whereas, like, if you're in a third world country, you want as much technology as possible to try and lift you out of that third world country. Yeah, and you never know where the 
you never know where the uh, what's the word the solution is going to come from in in lifting you out of poverty so for example there's a lot of people that think like bitcoin um is a way for people in third world countries to potentially get out of poverty because they don't have to rely on a corrupt unstable government's currency they can rely on a currency that is external to that yeah um, whereas a lot of these countries that are third world, their governments are corrupt and rah, rah, rah. And there's, I mean, there's a million things that go into it. And so, yeah, it's, it's tough to say. Like, we're, we're content in our lives right now because we've got everything we need. We've got enough food, we've got shelter, and we can live our day-to-day life. But if you're, you know, I, like a, one interesting thing was like, I think it's in Africa, some of their internet is better than our internet because they skipped landlines and oh, just right. went straight to like cable internet or something like that. Give it a Google. I, I forgot what it's called. Even like, for example, for many years, a lot of, a lot of countries in Africa, they already had like, uh, basically you just pay phone to phone. Like you could just text each other money. And this is way before you could do it like with Venmo or anything like that. And so sometimes like countries that uh, a third world or whatever, a technology will, technology will come along that actually is easy for them to use or as in they get access to it and it can take them out of not necessarily third world but give them opportunities that they didn't have before yeah. um I mean, yeah i'm reading i'm reading there's a basically basically what you said bang on there's some countries in africa that a lot of majority of the adults have mobile phones cell phone and they were able to do that because they skipped that whole landline process yeah yeah and so like you know, technology and solutions come in strange ways. And so that the argument against putting a halt on this AI situation is like, well, what if a solution for a lot of the world's problems comes out of that? We just don't know because it's an unknown unknown. You don't know. No one knows the future. Everyone can try to... If you could predict where we would be in 10 to 20 years, you'd make a squillion dollars. Yeah. Um, but it's, no one does. We always, we just don't. We don't know, like who would have who thought sitting there watching people play video games on Thingo would be a, a huge thing that people watch or, you know, who would have thought that the internet would be invented? Like no one. Put it this way, when the internet came out, there were people that thought it was a, th- a fad. <laughs> Think about that, the internet. Yeah, like the most important thing in the world. Arguably the greatest invention of, it, of it, like the history Ever. of our species maybe you could say i don't know language or the wheel but you know i'd say the internet's right up there and, oh, it's, and it's no one could have predicted that yeah t- t- pre-internet the world was a different world totally different way less information you could be way more i mean we're still controlled to a degree by our governments but way more controlled to what to think the the dissemination of information was controlled by the elites and it still is to a degree, but the internet has opened the world up to like, for example, bloke would not exist without the internet. Yeah, exactly. Like back in the day, if you wanted to get into media, there was, let's say there's a guy at Fox sports. There's a guy at channel nine, channel seven, channel 10, a guy or girl in a position of power. And they go, you get the job, you get the job. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a business. You get to choose who works for you, but they can be wrong. They can be wrong. Whereas the beautiful thing about the internet is the people get to decide. People get to go, no, no, this is what I enjoy consuming. It's not being, there's not only a few options that I have to choose from. I can choose from whatever I want, whenever I want. And so talent usually or can come through because the people decide who who the guy is or the girl is. Um, and that's the beauty of the internet. The True. beauty of the internet. 
now another weird story. Couple makes expensive mistake. An abstract painting that was displayed alongside paint cans and brushes that the artist used to make, it was mistaken as an interactive exhibit. What? So an abstract painting that was displayed alongside paint cans and brushes, the artist used to make it was mistaken as an interactive exhibit. So a couple painted over the top of it. It was a $440,000 painting and it had been displayed in South Korea for about five years. Holy crap. That's tough. Have you ever made, know anyone that's made a, a harmless but expensive mistake? Have you ever known anyone to make a harmless expensive I mistake? I made a harmless mistake. And it's actually, it's funny, it's been said on this pod before. But when I, we were doing a Hogs for Homeless tour and we got these brand new utes and they were worth like 80 grand each, brand new. Like well, I'm talking, they'd done 100 kilometers each. 100, not 100,000, 100. Wow. Um, but I obviously didn't get to drive it because I wasn't trustworthy. But I was driving the van. But there was an airport mix up in some of the one of the country uh, one of the country towns. So I had to take the air, uh, the van from point A to point B, and then I filled it up with petrol, and then went into the um, national park, and then slowly the, the I was by myself too. Slowly the the like the engine just cut off, and I'm just <sighs> rolling, 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 and I'm like, what the hell? I'm I'm like 22 at this stage. I'm yeah. young, young, stupid. And then I'm sitting there and I've got no phone reception. I'm in a national park. Everyone's driven past me. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I can't get out of this situation. So I flagged down this, this guy and he's like, oh, um, I'm like, can you please call my boss? My boss is actually Josh Perry, who used to play for Manly in Newcastle. <laughs> can you call Josh Perry? Tell him that I'm stuck. Tell him to come back, blah, blah. And that would have been a couple of hours away. And he's like, yeah, yeah sweet. He drives off. And then I'm like, well, I don't actually know if he did it. So I flagged down another guy. I'm like, can you do me a huge favor? Can you call up Josh Perry and then can you come back to me into reception, uh, back to ad reception and confirm to me that he's on his way? Oh my God. So we, so we did that. And eventually some tradies um, towed me into safety because there was trucks coming everywhere. It was just a nightmare. I was there for, for hours and hours with no phone reception. Anyway, Josh Perry comes and he's like, what happened? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, car broke down, shit. And he goes, did you put petrol or diesel in it? And I was like, petrol. Oh. <laughs> he goes, he goes, it's, um, it's diesel, mate. And I'm like, I, my heart just so, oh I was so, God. I was so spewing. And like, this, like the CEO, um, to be fair, he, he was really nice about it, but I could tell that he was just like, oh, this fucking idiot. <laughs> Freddie and Danny Badiris, um, two of the guys on the tour, they were just giving it to me. And I was like, I know I wasn't liable for it, but I was like, what if I've completely fucked this $80,000 ute? Yeah. Um, so the whole week I was like proper, proper anxiety. Before I knew what anxiety was, I was like proper, like, oh my God, this, this, it ruined the trip for me. Yeah. Anyway, by the end of it, I know, I know, I know the question was expensive mistake. They ended up just saving it. It costs $777 to fix it. I thought it was only, I thought it was going to be thousands and thousands yeah, of dollars. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then I went to the pokies that night and I bet on, I went to the, I went and bet on lucky sevens. Still lost. But, <laughs> <laughs> Remember that yeah. time here where you had that chair in the oh the, yes. So you have so Maddie puts this chair oh, oh. in this uh, closing glass door like a. It's like a revol not a revolving. You know those door the automatic doors that automatic like slide doors. open. Yeah. And yeah. so you put a chair in it or it didn't close or whatever. Anyway, the guy literally said it's going to cost you five thousand yep. dollars or something, yep. and you were going to pay it. You're I like know. oh. 
I've got to pay this massive bill. I accidentally left a chair. And I was like, Maddie, fuck that. You're not paying $5,000 for a little motor for a sliding door. Yeah. And so Maddie goes back and sends an email back to him saying, hang on a sec, can I get an independent person to look at this or something? What did you say to the guy back to so him? So I was like, I was like, so as you said, I was shit myself. It was like my, I was only months into this job as well. And I was like, shit myself. And then I was like, fuck. And then once you gave me that blessing, I was like, ah, oh, sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm okay here. I'll be able to get out of get out of it or at least work something out. But I'm like, oh, can you, can I have a second opinion? I don't believe this is going to cost five grand, blah, blah, blah. Because you said to me to say the car, it's a car engine, car yeah, motor doesn't cost like, that Maddie, much. I was like, you could buy a whole new car for five grand. You <laughs> yeah. get a whole new car engine for five grand, <laughs> yeah. like, like for two grand. Yeah, it's so dumb when you think about it. Anyway. It is a little sliding door motor. <laughs> anyway, and he's like, He's like, oh yeah, we'll go back to our, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Anyway, I didn't hear from him for weeks, right? And he don't, they don't work here anymore. The building's changed managers, so we can we can freely talk. Yeah. But he's like, then he messages me. He's like, oh yeah, it turns out we can get it done from insurance. It, it's only going to cost three hundred bucks. And Unbelievable. I, I know. And I and I and I trying to sting you for some other bit they want to be able to fix. Yeah. And because of that, I was that made me pissed off to be honest. And so I never, I never paid a cent. I never paid three hundred dollars. That's life experience, mate, from myself knowing that people try to rip people off yep. all the time, yep. all the time. That would have taken so like five grand. That's fucking a fair whack. I just, I just know sometimes what workers can be like in in certain industries where they just go, you know what, stuff it. We got to let's just rip. They don't know. They don't know. Let's just rip them off. Um, anyway, that is packer up, boys. Done for the week. Make sure to grab a case of bloke beer. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Get down to your local. If you enjoy the bloke content, you sit here for hours each week. If you enjoy it, get down to your local. Grab a case of bloke beer. It's the best way to support us. And it's a bloody beautiful beer. A beer with a free sports network doesn't get much better than that. But as usual, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.